two of the last three summers, we've done fortnight-long road trip camping trips each summer. Uh, we didn't do one this past summer, um, but uh, three summers ago when we just had two kids and they were both quite small, we drove from our home in Baltimore up through the uh, Thousand Islands uh, area, New York, Canada border. Uh, we camped in the Adirondacks, made our way up for uh, an overnight in a hotel in Montreal, uh, which was a nice, uh, refreshing time to clean up. And then we made camped our way across Ontario, uh, spending several days in Algonquin Lakes Provincial Park, eventually made our way down into the UP of Michigan, camped around the, the Upper Peninsula, and then made our way down to Sleeping Bear Dunes National Park in northern Michigan, and then uh, stayed with friends in Grand Rapids on our way back to Baltimore. So that was three summers ago. Two summers ago, we did another uh, two-week-long road trip camping trip uh, in Colorado. Uh, we flew into Denver and rented a vehicle there, but we flew uh, with all of our, on Southwest, so we were able to take all of our camping gear with us. And uh, that trip started out in Rocky, and uh, we went from Rocky down to uh, Great Sand Dunes and uh, spent some time in uh, Buena Vista and some time in Crested Butte, and uh, that was an amazing trip. That was the trip where we lost uh, one of Isla's toys. Isla, what was the name of your toy that we lost in Colorado? Chachi. And what sort of animal was Chachi? A chipmunk. Isla has this photographic memory for any toy she's ever played with, uh, which does make my Marie Kondoing of the kids' toy inventory a little bit more challenging. Anyway, I mentioned these uh, summer camping trips because we've been looking back over some notes that Jill has taken on those trips about uh, things, just sort of notes to ourselves uh, about ways to make camping with kids more enjoyable, more comfortable, uh, little life hacks. So I wanted to ask her about some of the insights that she's gleaned along the way. Jill, do you have any um, just sort of gear tips uh, for camping with kids? I know you've thought about this a lot as our kids have been growing. Uh, yeah, so a couple of things that I really enjoy, which, mm, you know, I don't know how universal it is, but packing with packing squares is really helpful for me. Um, each kid has his or her own uh, small packing square full of their clothes, and I can just throw those in the duffel when we are changing locations. And then when we're in the tent, if there's room, they can just stay out and the kids know which one is theirs, um, and it just keeps things organized. Um, one thing we noted a few years ago was that heavy-duty trash bags are worth paying a little extra for. Um, they don't tear or leak or smell. You can use them for emergency waterproofing or a poncho even if you need to. Um, so having knowing that you can trust your trash bag is uh, important. Um, and we've talked about the three basic things especially when you're car camping as we've done with kids is your tent or shelter your cooking system and your car be sure that these won't let you down and all the rest have uh will be okay we enjoyed not having to rely on fire pits every night for food sometimes we do make a big fire and cook food that way but uh, we have a good camping stove 
not a backpacking stove. Uh, Ian does have those, many, but this is a big one. And it does great. We can cook two things at once, boil water. We also bring a couple of our own pots from home because we know we like them. We know they'll work. Um, so we just have often a, a saucepan with a lid to boil water for pasta or for coffee or whatever. And um, sometimes a cast iron skillet that can go in the fire or just a regular skillet. So usually two two main things. Um, yeah, we bring camping soap so that you're not, if you're by a river, you're not always running, uh, taking, carting kids to the showers. Um, and make sure your tent doesn't leak. We have backpacking tents. Um, they can weather hard storms, a lot of water, and they do great. Um, a few years ago when we went camping, our very first night we got rained on hard and nothing got wet and that could have been miserable if it had. So it doesn't have to be a backpacking tent, but something that I you got know. Up the next morning and like everybody else had cleared out of the campsite, out of the campground during the night because it was raining so hard and we slept right through it because we were toasty and dry. Kids actually sleep really well during the rain often. Um, that happened just two nights ago. The kids were about to wake up for the morning and it started raining and they just went right back to sleep. It's nice background noise. Um, yeah, we have thermorests. That's huge. Some sort of sleeping pad so you're not right on the ground and for warmth too. Um, do you have any other tips? Uh, I'll cover specifics of gear in another episode for people who really care about gear specifics but tell us uh, some of your sort of general insights about camping with kids things for uh, adults keeping their sanity because really uh, camping with kids let's be honest it's not easy it's uh, it's parenting still uh, with different scenery and in dynamic environments uh, lacking some of the creature comforts and perhaps some of the distractions of home so uh, what helps keep adults sane yeah. Uh, one thing that we do is if there's something that you really love, pack it. Don't skimp. Just pack it. So if you are a coffee lover or really need your coffee, don't bring the instant coffee. Just pack your French press, which is what we do. Um, or whatever your coffee system of choice is, if it's uh, small enough. Um, if you like to read, one of the great things about camping is unplugging from digital technology but for me as a mom I don't get a lot of chance to read unless I'm on vacation and Ian's there the whole time um, so a few years ago I downloaded a book onto my iPhone and I could read that after the kids went to bed because obviously it could light up so uh, your own books um, a means of electricity if you need it uh, we have an inverter that we can use in our car um, to grind the coffee in the morning or do charge up a phone if we need to. Um, so those little things have helped us um, for bringing for the kids, for our sanity, little toys for open-ended play, pipe cleaners that they can play in the dirt with or build structures with or tie sticks together with. So pipe cleaners, rubber bands to, to use their natural environment as a means of play um, to augment that. Uh, a, a small plastic shovel um, this time our kids got to choose their own they got to pick two small cars and two small characters or guys and all of their toys for you know 10 days 
were packed in this tiny, tiny little pouch that fits in my diaper bag. Um, so little things and things that spark creativity and help augment the things that they're going to find around them to play with um, and not take away from playing with their natural environment um, has been good. Um, we found that, yeah, they, they're ready to engage with the environment around them. I remember, what was it, uh, three summers ago, Declan was little and all he wanted to do was to play in the ashes of the fire pit. And initially we were reluctant to let him do that because he was getting dirty and we wanted everything to stay clean, but uh, it was great. He loved it and uh, he just sort of hung out there with a twig and a bunch of ashes digging and having a ball. And he was filthy, but he was so happy. One thing um, that's changed from camping without kids before, you know, when we were first married to camping with kids is how our our sort of division of labor. Um, it used to be we would have the things that we would do when we would pack up tent. We kind of knew who was doing what, packing up camp. And especially when our kids were super small, it became very clear very quickly that the camping packing was going to take less time if one of us just took the kids away um, and then one of us packed up everything themselves so Ian would pack up the campsite and then I would just go on a walk with the two little kids and then we'd come back and everything would be done otherwise you know you're just who's the guy that keeps on rolling the ball up the hill and then it keeps on falling backwards in mythology um so that's what it feels like sometimes trying to pack up camp with sometimes the kids. Sometimes you are tempted to collapse the tent with the kids in it, but really that's uh, that's just two steps forward and three steps back because then you got to get the kids out to roll it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so those type of things have changed, and they change as our kids get older. This time, Deck, um, our oldest, is legitimately a help sometimes and in some ways. Um, and then I have the little kids packing up the inside of the tent um, taking way longer than it usually does but that's okay it gets done Um, I think just in general we have seen that our disappointments are not going to be their disappointments and their joys will surprise you so when we pulled up a few years ago to our very first campsite and if we had seen what the campsite would look like looked like we would have chosen a different one it wasn't on the water we thought it was on the water I don't remember what it was but we were just kind of both like oh that was when our oldest got out and was just super excited that it was a campsite at all and that it had a fire pit that had ashes in it and he had the best time Um, so their joys will surprise you and what you might think is a disappointment won't necessarily be theirs is that the one where we were camping? Like that that site was partly disappointing because we were right up against another camp site. Yeah, yeah, we were right next to a little tab trailer, and practically it seemed like just one campsite, but technically it was two. And uh, yeah, we were so close that we could. And it was a terrible night with the kids. It was their very first night in a tent. They didn't sleep. They cried and cried and cried. And we were so close to this family that I just felt so concerned the whole night that we were waking them up. I knew we would have to be waking them up because we were so close that I actually heard the man fart and thought it was a bear growling. But Ian, I think, set me straight. So that's how close we were feeling 
super self-conscious that our kids were being no, very, no very loud. apologetic after we could hear their flatulence. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. But after, you know, that night, I'm tempted to think this is a terrible idea. I'm never going to do this again. I hope Ian enjoys this because this is the only time we're ever camping until our kids are like 12. Um, but the next night was fine. Um, so you don't know. One night doesn't set the tone for the whole thing. Um, and you can get your feet wet first. We Before we did a big trip, we did an overnight trip at a state park really close to our house. Like, if it had been terrible, it would have taken 30 minutes to get home. Um, and so that's a good, that's a good idea. Two, if you're a little hesitant. Um, but we've enjoyed it. It's been a great way to instill a love for the outdoors in our kids and also um, an appreciation of the indoors. Like we started talking with our kids um, really early on that we are thankful that we have a home to go back to. Not everyone does. Um, so we love creation and appreciate it and value it and also appreciate um, that we have a respite for it when we need one. That's great. Thanks, Jill.